are listening to the Yo Rewind That Podcast, the show that brings you hip-hop and pop culture talk from the 90s to 2000s, with your host, Beehive. You're now tuned into the Yo Rewind That Podcast. I'm your host, Beehive, and on today's episode, we have a legendary guest. You know him from the rap group, The Loonies. The hit song, I Got Five on it. Ladies and gentlemen, Yuck Mouth. What's pop with it, boss? Very much, man. We're we going to jump right into it. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Sounds good. All right, man. So my first question I have for you, uh, f- first of all, tell the listeners, yo, who is Yuck Mouth? Explain to the uh, the new the new age people that's listening to this podcast. Oh, man. I'm one of these motherfucking ancient old dinosaur niggas from back in the day. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> niggas, I'm fucking with y'all, man. Nah, man. Um. I started rapping in the 90s I, um, with a group called The Loonies, and um, I made a, a hit, you know what I mean, a, um, a classic, actually. It still get played to this day. I got five on the weed anthem. And um, after that, you know what I mean, I went to rap a lot records with Jay Prince and shit, uh, Scarface and them. I've signed over there forever. You know what I mean? Now I got my own independent grind going on, man. So basically in a nutshell, you know what I mean? I ain't going to go with all the accolades. You can see all types of hardware on the wall, man. So, yes, sir. Yeah, yo, yo, we're going to get into the accolades. <laughs> Uh, speaks for itself, man. But thanks for having me, new millennials, man. For the millennials, y'all probably say I'm the nigga that uh that me and Bosco 100 be going back and forth, clowning each other about the bumps and shit. Oh yeah, yeah. I recently, <laughs> bumpy, yeah, I recently bumpy, saw bumpy that. Bumpy face wars and shit. They probably know me from that. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, man, it's, it's your friendly neighborhood. You have mouth. You did. Yeah, that's what's that. up, man. D- definitely a legend in the game. Good yeah, shit. You paid. You paid all the dues. Um. So let me ask you this. So so what keeps you going today? Uh, shit. Uh, I love doing music, bro, period. You know what I mean? So before I even started rapping, I was playing a trumpet at the age eight. You know what I mean? I was playing in a, a drill team, band, marching band, bass drum, snare drum and shit, break dancing. So all the elements of hip hop I've done. You know what I mean? So I love music, period, before hip hop even became popular. You know what I mean? From instrumentation, my dad was a bass guitar player and all that shit. So... I came up around music, so I love music, period. Then when I got into hip-hop bars, writing and being able to express, you know what I mean, what I'm going through in life, that was more of an edge to me, you know what I mean, period, because I feel like everybody in the ghetto got a story, you know what I mean, that relates to every other other person that's going in the ghetto, because no matter what part of, uh, of the United States you are, what part of the world you are, we got similar situations if you, you know, in poverty. You know what I mean? Similar situation. We might not speak the same language, the same slang or whatever, but we going through the same shit. A lot of people on welfare. A lot of people was getting that Section 8 check. A lot of people was on that goddamn free government cheese. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Free, free lunch, all the shit all across the United States, not just in Oakland. So when you tell that story, you can relate to so many people, you know, um, instead of telling the story of uh, I'm going to go pop some bottles and shit and, you know, ball out. Everybody ain't balling out. But, you know, it's a lot of people that come from the ghetto. So I figured if I tell my story, I could relate to a lot of other people in the ghetto mm-hmm. and um, let them know that that it's a way out. You know what I mean? Like, you don't feel like you're stuck in the ghetto. It's the end of all. You know what I mean? Like, you could get out that motherfucker. You could hustle your way out that bitch and, uh, you know, invest your money right and, and do some slick shit to clean your money up. You know what I mean? Or do some legal shit. You know what I mean? A lot of dudes right now in the Bay Area is working at Tesla and shit. A lot of D-boys I know. You know what I mean? Oh, working man. At- hospital and shit you know what i mean so opportunities fall in your lap you know who, who who's, who's to say that the bay in the future was going to be the technology you know what i mean capital oh yeah yeah 100 facts facts so man. all of my homeboys got got nice jobs with benefits and shit all types of shit but they was in the streets at one point in time so you never know 
what changed for you in life. It's always some hope, you know what I mean? So definitely, I, I speak for the uh, the hopeless, you know? Yeah, that's what's up. Man, you saying that, uh, you brought, you brought up a good point, you know, your homeboys, you know, working at, you know, top companies in the Bay yeah. Area. And Street I, and I, yeah, three niggas though, like niggas that used to have kilos and shit. Like nigga, yeah, yeah, big, that's what's big up. boy shit. You yeah. know. So I say that to say, like y'all probably, I, I would say, like y'all rappers from the nineties wrote the blueprint on that, showing successful lives, showing you know different things outside of the hip hop community, like you know what you eat, what you wear, right. Uh, right. different jobs you can do. It ain't always you know you can be a rapper, you can be a producer, you can be a yeah. television commercial producer. You can, you can do a like manager, different things, yeah. A manager, a security guard. Yes, yes, yeah. You y'all know? open the doors for so many different careers, right? That that are like right. thriving today, and like hip hop is like what the number one genre now, which is crazy. I never, I never got the A and R. That nigga just sit in the studio and get paid. The rapper chooses his beats that he want to rap on. Uh huh. But the A&R act like he put this shit together. He get a check, though. So it's a lot of jobs you can just stand around the room and get a motherfucking check, period. You know, as long as you're around some good people, you know what I mean? Some good dudes who, who, who got their career going on that could bring the neighborhood on their back. That's another good thing about rap. Niggas don't only do it for themselves, man. Niggas come back, grab their whole neighborhood. Nigga, we all going to tour this world, nigga. Uh, my homeboy that, that I used to motherfucking rob banks with, nigga, now this is my road manager. Now he handles all the money and shit, man, you know what I mean? He likes money. Since we robbing banks. I'm just making an example. It ain't real life. But I'm just saying somebody from the streets. Or my homeboy that used to beat up everybody and terrorize the neighborhood. Now, that's my bodyguard. You know what I mean? Yeah, so people get hired from the neighborhood. You don't got to have to rap. You know what I mean? Period. Yeah, ain't nothing like legal money. You don't have to worry about, you know, mm-hmm. the bullshit that comes with the illegal stuff. Hell so, no, nah, uh, man. Yeah. Clean it up, mate. You know what I mean? Get your motherfucking, uh, 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 a fucking, um. A bank account. A lot of niggas in the hood be cashing their checks at, at motherfucking check cashing spots. Yeah. Yeah, you know I mean, a lot of my hood niggas done got checks for 50000 and went to the check cashing spot. Wow. <laughs> I got 45000 back because they took about 6000 to cash that motherfucker. But, you know, get niggas bank accounts, man, and shit like that, man. Get their credit right, you know what I mean? So they can start playing this uh, white collar game. I don't call it white boy game. I call it white collar. You know what I mean? Because everybody got money, not just yes. white people. Y'all got to quit labeling it like white this, white that. Nah, white collar, man. I mean, corporate money. You know yeah, what I mean? No, so, definitely, yeah. Yeah, no, get your credit right because it's a credit game right now. So definitely. Okay, man. That's what's up, man. Uh, so basically, Looney's drop an album, Operation Stackola. Okay. So uh, when did the tour come? I hear you tell stories about, you know, going on tour with uh, Puff and Jodeci and artists of that uh, caliber. So when like when did that come? Did it come after the album drop or before? Shit, like a month after the album drop. Literally, okay. we was on tour with uh with Biggie. Like the album dropped July fourth of July ninety five. By August, we was on tour with Biggie. Period. Uh, the whole it was like a BT tour. Yeah, you know I mean, like one of them. Uh, what that shit was called? Uh, Teen Summit. So oh, okay, like yeah, 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 I remember Teen that Summit show. tour. So uh, they had Puffy, Biggie, Junior Mafia, Lil Kim. May J. Blige, Jodeci, um, Tretch, Naughty by Nature, Adina Howard, us, and Junior Mafia. So, yeah, yeah that so was the tour, yeah. man. And uh, Missy, Missy was on that tour, too, when she was just opening up. Missy and Timberland, they was a uh, 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 Devontae artist, and they was opening up and shit for us. They was called something else back then. This before Sister. I mean, oh, I just, wow. Okay, yeah. okay. I remember yeah. Sister, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this before sister, and then after sister. I'm going to say it's after sister, 
Yeah, it was a uh, Timberland and a uh, Missy in a group opening up for us. Then it was a Dina Howard. Then it was us. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know, like, when you went was on that tour, did you know that Missy will be what she is today? Hell no. Nah. Oh shit. Yeah, I'm glad okay. you're keeping it a hundred on that. Nah, because I mean, she will open when the motherfucking chairs was getting set up and shit. Like nobody was even in the, in the fucking arena barely when she went on. So uh, nobody like we coming like we ain't even there. Like when we got there, it was time to go on stage, you know. So we barely even getting there to even see her get down. But we hear the music and shit like it's amazing. You know what I mean? For them to be on the tour, they had to have amazing music anyway. But she just wasn't popping back there. And um, it was whole uh, Devontae Swain whole shit. He was doing the beats and shit. It wasn't Timberland. You know, but Timberland mm-hmm. was out there with her and shit. But they was all in a group, some type of fucking group, man. And look, look, she became the biggest motherfucker, period. It, it reminds me of Cardi B. You know what I mean? How, how motherfuckers Cardi B was just in the, you know what I mean, in the back. As a strip or as a as a fucking a reality star, and then yeah. she just came all the way to the front. You never expected that, so nobody expected Missy and Timberland at that time to be who they are. Never. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's why that's, that's you why you see connection with Kim and, and Missy because Kim was there when Missy started. You Got you. It? Okay, okay. They love each other like that's my sister. Yeah, because Kim, you was on her first tour was with Kim. You get it? Okay, yeah. Make, no, yeah. Makes makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, they got love for each other because, yeah, they came in the game together. So I'm going I'm to go back a little bit. So when y'all drop Operation Stackola, I got five on it. Let me ask you this. When when did you know you made it? Shit. Five on start playing on the goddamn radio. Okay. I knew we made it. And then... But really, after it started getting played on the radio, you know, you get this shit in the neighborhood, everybody driving up, playing this shit. I'm like, oh, we good. Okay. You think you just good, and I'm thinking we good in the Bay. I ain't get to travel to everywhere and see the effect. So we go to L.A. <coughs> they got some pump of the dump and shit going on. Okay. So uh, we up against the Dog Pound. You know, Dog Pound dropped, like, the same month. So I don't know what they single was called. I don't know what it was called, but it, our single against they single. And we won in L.A. Literally, and they just added our shit to the L.A. rotation, and they started banging the shit out of shit in L.A. Okay. So um, after that, we get booked for the Apollo. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. once we got booked for the fucking Apollo and, and killed it at the Apollo, like had the whole, had motherfuckers standing up and cheering. I'm like, oh, yeah, we made it, bro. Oh, that's what's We up. fucking made it, bro, period, straight up. And that, and that was like during the time when Apollo had like talent night, and then y'all open up and then close? Yeah. Nah, um, they had talent night, of course, but... uh. They also have real artists coming and perform. We want like no, no, uh, no gong show type. But nah, we's the artists. Like okay, tonight we got the loonies. Yo, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Because yeah, fucking um um, what's his name, man? Steve Harvey introduced us. So okay, Steve so it was Harvey, Steve Harvey air. Yeah, okay, Steve okay. Harvey was the host. You know what I mean? So he introduced us and shit. Actually, we was the first niggas rocking up Fubu, because Fubu was there. They gave us their first t-shirts and hats and shit after uh. When LL was just rocking them like, this oh, okay, the that's what's up. We had the first official T-shirts from Full Boy and shit. So they came up to the Apollo, gave us the whole shit. Uh, I think uh, we was rocking that shit on tour with Biggie and them after that. So yeah, man, shout out Full Boy. But we was the first niggas rocking Full Boy after LL, literally. Okay, yeah, that's literally. what's up. Yeah, I remember LL mm-hmm. with the uh, Full Boy commercial. What was it, mm-hmm. Calvin Klein? A guest? What? So it was somebody. In he it, was yeah. on some. He was on guest. Yeah. With a motherfucking Full yeah. Calvin Klein won the motherfucker, so yeah. Yeah, that yep, was yep. ill, man. Yeah, that, that was yep. definitely a hip hop moment right there. Definitely, man. And then uh shit, right after that, you know, we go to that goddamn that goddamn source award. That source oh, award. Oh, oh shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hold hold, hold yeah. on right quick before you get into that. 
Okay. All right. So, speaking of that, set the vibe for me, like like the process of you, you know, going there, walking in there, like the atmosphere. Like, you got to set the tone, man, because that was a crazy night. The tone was wild, man. It was wild. It was hella beat. It was hella tension. You know, it was hella like, before motherfuckers even went on stage, it was tension, man. New York always had that attitude, like, nigga, we made this shit, nigga, and we the best at it and fuck everybody else, including the South. They hated the mm-hmm. West Coast, they hated the South and the Midwest. It's like New York, New York, New York. So when we got in that motherfucker, that's exactly what it was. So when you see Snoop Dogg on stage, like, y'all ain't got no love for Snoop. Nothing. Niggas is getting booed every time motherfucker got up there and got an award. Uh-huh. Every time, Outkast, when they got the best, because we got, that's why we was there. We uh, nominated the best group of the year. It was us, Outkast, Mob Deep, Wu-Tang, I think, and somebody else. Outkast won. Yeah. So yeah, when Outkast get up there, that's when uh, Andre like, man, we got something. We got something going in the South, man. Whoa, 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 whoa. He said this shit because they was booing the shit out of motherfuckers. It had them. And the only time they cheered is when Biggie and Puff and all the New York rappers won. Uh-huh. So that's why Suge got up there and said this shit because of the crowd, the temperature, the crowd booing niggas like a motherfucker, man. Period. So that's what created. The Andre response, that's what created motherfucking Suge Knight and Snoop response. Got you, it got you. New York niggas was hating like a motherfucker. Facts on everybody that wasn't from the East Coast, period. Speaking, you know? uh, speaking of that, I remember during that time I was going to middle school and television-wise, and, you know, Tupac was, was, was out during that time. Right. We were screaming West Coast just for the simple fact it was commercialized more from where I'm from back in North Carolina, small town in Evelyn. So, you know, the whole West Side thing, like, I think Tupac, like... Made it popular. Yeah, made it popular for us to scream that instead of, like, yeah. So, yeah, we was talking about, like, Tupac and the West Coast thing. Like, he made it popular to the point where we were screaming West Coast, like, you know, North Carolina's the South. So we were screaming that because it was more popular at the time than, you know what I'm saying, choosing the East for some reason. And I think, you know... Definitely because it's the West Coast, you know, when you think of it, glamour and glitz, Hollywood, all that type of stuff. So I think more people were siding on that side and maybe just the up north people were siding on, you know, the East Coast side with Biggie and Puff and all them. I ain't even know it was that type of demographic on the the, uh, the East Coast because Carolinas, as much as God is down south. We still consider that like the East Coast, you know what I mean? Oh, it's see, like, see, I'm glad you said that because I always, it always have an argument with Virginia. I'm like, Virginia's like the bottom of the North, like very, and, and in parts of bottom. North Carolina, yes, especially where I'm from, the eastern right. side of NC is, you know, more close to you know up north. Right. Uh, so yeah, you get that, you know what I mean? But um, the good thing about uh, y'all shit, man, I got a story to tell you about North Carolina, man. We came out there on the rap a lot shit. Uh huh. And uh, it was a daytime party. I don't know what goes down out there. It was some daytime festival, man. Big as fuck. So time for me to perform Yuck Mouth. I hop out the rap a lot van with the motherfucking bottle of Hennessy trying to go on stage. You know, they cuffed my ass up right there at the bottom of the stairs. Damn, man. I, I go open container. Open oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's right. They do trip on the open container. Open container, man. They took my ass right off the stage. I ain't get to do one rhyme. <laughs> yeah, you got you got to put the bag over it, man. I, I, I remember I growing know, up seeing that all the time. Yeah, you got to put the bag to, over it. Rappers, we go on stage with bottles and shit. We never, but it was an outside event. It wasn't inside, so I get it. And then the good thing about it, man, they let me bail out with the cash in my pocket. Oh, that's what's up. That's what's up. Bailed out for like three hundred dollars. I got that, my nigga. You ain't got to call nobody, man. Period. So that was a good thing about it. So I ain't really getting no sale and no shit like that. I bailed out instantly. But 
missed the show, man. Fucked it up, man. Damn, you know? yeah. Damn, that's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, you can't have that Oprah container, man. They will trip. Oh, yeah. yeah. They ain't playing. I, I found out the hard way. No Frank Ocean. <laughs> so, um... With the with that beef going on, East Coast versus West Coast, what did that mean for the Bay? Because I can't remember what a lot of people were doing at the bay, in the Bay during that time when that beef was going on. Because it was just death row, and you know, puffing that and that death whole clip. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we on the West, so we rooting for the West. But me, I had a, I had a different type of approach because I knew puffing them. You know what I mean? Got you. Got you. On first tour, they chose us. They had a choice between Mac Ten or us, and Puffy chose us. You know what Got I mean? you. Okay, makes sense. Yeah, with that being said, I had some loyalty. You know what I mean? And I was a weed man on tour. You know what I mean? So Biggie, my nigga, Julian Mafia, they love me. I was bringing that Cali weed on tour. Shit. They was, matter of fact, i tell you about the Biggie story. I was with him three uh, three days before he passed because of the weed. But anyway, um, so I had love for them dudes. I had love for Pac, too, because Pac rocked with my uh, my cousin, the Gov. He rocked with my my town OG, Richie Rich, you know, my, my other OGs, uh, Shock G, Digital Underground, Money B, you know, gotcha. Rockwell OG. So I always had love and respect for Pac. So I was just like, I'm Bennett and I ain't in it. <laughs> Bennett and I ain't in it. You no, know yeah, I, mean? I feel you. I, I feel you. both sides, you know what I mean? Period. I ain't going to be down talking one side and big up the other and then be around the other side down talking another. You know what I mean? That's, that's sloppy shit. So I just stayed out of it, you know? You know, I feel you on that. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was an eerie time for hip hop. It's like yeah. Too Short approach. Too Short was on Tupac shit, and he was on goddamn Biggie shit, right? Yeah, yeah. Too Short stayed neutral, you know what I mean? Period. So, Bone Thugs, stay neutral. They was on Biggie shit and Tupac shit. Oh, stay yeah, neutral. yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a real good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get into that. Uh, you say you got a big story, man. Get into the big story. Oh, man, yeah, man. So, me selling weed on tour, man. Uh, when he was out here on his West Coast uh, before he died, his West Coast promotional tour, um, he hit me up. He needs some tree and shit. I'm like, I don't do that no more, but I could, you know, definitely grab something to bring it to you. Gotcha. So bought the man some tree and shit. And, um, yeah, we got to talking and shit, man. And um, they, they were just talking about their admiration for Tupac, man. Um, him, Lil C's, they uh, showed me the crush on you video. Like, yo, this shit about to drop on MTV on Monday, bro. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll see. Ella happy because this is, I, even though they had the Junior Mafia anthem, they had their own video just them without Biggie rapping on the shit. So gotcha. this is and Kim and this video look all ice age and shit got the colorful wigs and shit so uh-huh. she's out running around the fucking hotel room burning down yeah we all whoa, whoa, whoa. so uh they based down uh broke down the pop shit and was like you know um you know she was like big was the nigga that hit the gun for Pac when them niggas shot when when the, when you know the, the alleged robbery so uh-huh. if, if if I had to set him up, I could have just, you know, kept didn't have to stash the gun and say, yo, that's his gun. Take gotcha. him to jail. So when when you know Pac had a gun. Yeah. So when he went up in the studio, Big got the gun and stashed it. When the police came and searched, they couldn't find Pac's gun. What? Big Yeah, Big bought it to the hospital. Shit, and man. Got, and got and gave it back to Pac. So yeah, they was like, how? Why he didn't say this shit at the hospital? And why? You know what I mean? Like, so, so, yo, so y'all mean to cut you off? So there was more to that story because that's the part I never heard. Yeah, Big put the motherfucking uh, gun in a piano. He opened the piano top in the piano, what's up? and he put the shit inside the piano lid, and closed the lid, and they searched the studio, then opened the piano lid. The gun was in there. So yeah, Big hit the gun for the nigga. You know what I mean? And bought it to the nigga to the hospital. So he they was buff, befuddled. Like, yo, man, we love Pac, man. I, I did that for him. I risked my life. Got you. Ice bringing that gun to this motherfucker. You know what I mean? So 
that was just like, you know, Pac bought us in the game. You know what I mean? We uh-huh. loved him. We looked up to him. You know what I mean? And shit like that. So he was very sincere, like, like hurt. Like, man, I wish I could have talked to him and squashed this shit before, you know, the worst happened. So they were just having Pac memories and shit, busting it down, like how down they was with him. And why would they do that? You know what I mean? So that was a, a dope ass, you know, before him. This is three days before he passed. Mm-hmm. So um, they invite me to the, the Soul Train party. We got killed that, and we pull up to the motherfucker. It's um, it's over capacity, so we can't get in. Gotcha. So me, homeboy, we driving off to the to the after party, which is literally right up the street on Sunset. This is Wilshire Boulevard. So if you went to L.A., you know how close that is. Mm-hmm. So we going to the and it's the Roxy. That's when the Roxy was popping. So we going to the after party at the Roxy. By the time we get to the Roxy, we hear on the radio, uh, Biggie Small just got shot. Breaking news, Biggie. We like, damn, we just had to shit. How that happened? We yeah. was just there. So obviously when we pulled off and started, I mean, it was letting out already. Uh-huh. When we pulled off, like we're gonna beat the traffic. So um, yeah, man, like I guess when it let out, he came out and, and the worst happened, man. So yeah, I was there that night too, man. It was it was devastating. I couldn't believe the shit, man. We was like, we was just right there, my nigga. Like, we didn't see it. You yeah. know, the motherfuckers start letting out. We like, we out, nigga. All right, we bounced. So yeah, man. You know, yeah, I was yeah, there that's that crazy. night. Yeah, so rest in peace to big, man. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Rest in peace, big. Um, I remember uh, during that time, you know, uh, the time zone is different. So I right. went to I went to bed, woke up, like I said, sixth grade, walked right. in uh, the lunchroom one morning. We used to wait there before because uh, we would get there like major early until the first bell ring to, you know, leave and go to class. Right. And uh, they had a newspaper in there that Biggie died. And I was like, what? Because, you know, then that's how you had to find things out from the small town I was from. Right. Or whatever. Yeah, you had to get your news, news, newspaper ads. Yeah. You know, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't the media like it is now. Yeah, know? definitely. Yeah, we go up quick, quick, fast, and yeah, it shocked the hell out of me. And I think the picture they they picked to put in the paper was with him with a gun in his hand. Some crazy shit like that, man. So even the local papers kept the whole, you know, East Coast West Coast shit going. I, I would say during that, that time. I blame that shit on Vibe magazine, and I. Blame oh it on yeah, that. yeah. That goddamn source awards because the crowd. Yeah, you know I mean, if the crowd would have been receptive to everybody, yeah. you wouldn't have got that that whole spool, that whole spill with Suge Knight. You wouldn't have got that if the crowd was receptive to when Dr. Dre won and Snoop won. You know, they were like, oh, they ready to throw shit on stage, and that's why Snoop like, what you don't love Snoop? So that really caused it. You know, what I mean, period. And the vibes it made they even title my Vibe magazine put a picture of Puff and them up there and said East Coast. Versus West Coast, yeah, on the on the fucking cover. So they, it wasn't even no East Coast versus West Coast war. It was just these two motherfuckers beating. Yeah, yeah. Then they put a whole coast on it. You know what I mean? Like, okay, that's bad boy. I know they don't represent the whole East because Pac got niggas from the East that rock with him. Yeah, and I know nigga Pac ain't representing the whole West because Big got niggas that rock with him on, on the, the West. West. Yeah, got so, you. Yeah, it, it was fucking uh, Vibe magazine, I think, in, in, in a reception at that fucking Source Awards that kicked that yeah. shit off. I did uh, speaking of that, did that like fuck up you and Numb Skulls money? Like saying if y'all want to travel to the East Coast to do shows because of the uh, you know the tension and all that. At that time, it was really like barely no West Coast artists coming to the East, you know, doing shows mm-hmm. like that. You, I mean, you had to have the real like you know like real hip hop type rappers like Souls of Mischief. You know what I mean? Um, what was that? Like the alcoholics. You yeah. know what I mean? Shit like that. Like real uh, fucking uh, exhibit. Razzcast. You know, shit like that. They'll bring that to the East Coast all day. But not no gangster shit. Nah. Gotcha. Uh-uh. 
That motherfucker with none of the cubes, none of the motherfucker, none of that, man. Period. None of that. Yeah. Snoops, none of that shit. Period. They was mad. That's why Snoop came. New York came, kicked down the buildings and shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Snoop was getting love. He wouldn't have did that shit. <laughs> so, you know? yeah, let me let me ask you this. So what does the Bay mean to hip-hop? Um, it's, it, it's just as important to hip-hop as uh, the East Coast, I think. Uh-huh. Because how they say uh, hip-hop started on the East Coast. Yeah. I think the game, like the game, started in Oakland. Like, you know, crack was started there um, mm-hmm. to get rid of the Black Panthers. The Black Panthers is the reason why you even have gangbangs mm-hmm. because they made knockoff Black Panthers in L.A. You know what I mean? That became gangs. That gotcha, became a gotcha. crisp. But that comes from a chapter in the Black Panthers that was the L.A. division. And that shit just turned gangster. So we are the mecca of the gang, the mecca of the gangbanging shit, the organized crime, gotcha. organized Black power shit, all of that is from Oakland. Period. Let's talk about the pimping and the macking. That shit oh, yeah, started definitely, in Oakland. Yeah. <laughs> all the slick talking and all the goddamn slanguage and shit that niggas use still to this day. The slick yes. words and all the little slick shit come from Oakland or the Bay Area. You know what I mean? So we the mecca of the game. Period. That's what I think. Cool. Okay, now you brought up a good point because I was going to ask you about you know the lingo and that type of. Uh, I feel like if you want to make it in hip hop and be a rapper. Just rapidly rap rap type shit don't usually make it right for like the way I see it. I say now if you have um like lingo and things that people right. don't understand what that means, they're gonna listen to that more and be like, yo, what the fuck is he saying? Right. Like, what does he mean right. by that? Right. And I always feel like those type of rappers always make it. So you can you speak right. more on y'all the, the lingo in the bay and uh how that came about? Um those man, I mean I, it come from the Mac era. You know, all the pimps had all the slick-ass game. You know, the motherfuckers uh-huh. came slick talking like a motherfucker. Then you get the rappers emulating them. You know, all the shit come from the streets of Oakland before it ever hit a motherfucking record. You gotcha. know what I mean? Come from the streets. This motherfuckers on the corner. You know what I mean? Different neighborhoods got different lingos and shit. Like, Mac Dre and them was acting like they was Arabs and shit. And Masahab and all that type <laughs> yeah. of shit. Like, it's different type, type of lingos. E-40 and them. You know, they came with their shit. You know, um, three times crazy. A lot of, you know what I mean? Uh, Keek, Keek the Sneak, Bart. You know what I mean? They bought a lot of different slang words. Um, Andre Nicotina, uh, like a lot of different rappers in the Bay. Too Short, a lot of different rappers in the Bay Area bought different slang terms. You know what I mean? It made them popular, you know? Yeah. Including us, the loonies. You know, we made the phrase the ice cream man. And shout out to Master P. He took oh, that yeah, shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you about that. <laughs> he made millions with it. So, yeah, we, we come up with slick shit. You know what I mean? And people rock with it. Yeah. You know? the, now that you said that, explain to the listeners, how did you come up with ice cream man first? Let them in on that history. Well, I'm, um, it's funny because it relates to Ice Cube. And it's funny because Ice Cube bit us too. But I bit Ice Cube. I've been Ice Cube. So they had a song called Dope Man, N.W.A. You know, in Oakland, we call um, crack cream, ice cream. Got you, okay. So instead of Dope Man, I made Ice Cream Man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Came up with that in, uh, in camp. You know, we I'm beating on my chest and shit. I ain't had no beat or nothing. So made that in camp, locked up, got out of jail, um, ended up getting a deal with that same song. Uh-huh. Beating on my chest. You know what I mean? I turned the drug deal to a racket deal. I'm in the middle of buying coke. Got you. <laughs> the, 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 yeah, I mean, to go sell. It was a drought. Uh-huh. So 
the nigga that hang with Too Short was there at the trap. And I'm like, nigga, I rap too, man. Hook me up with show. He like, let me hear you. And I bust Ice Cream Man and shit. He like, nigga, I sign you, nigga. Uh, you know, show my nigga, but I got my my own artist, man. That's gotcha. uh, Drew Down. Come to the studio, man. We in the studio. Ant Banks doing all the beats. Mm-hmm. Shit, went to the studio next day and uh, shit, the rest is history. You know, had the infamous battle with Rapper Ryan. Yeah, I remember shit. that. Yeah, I remember you talking about uh, that. That was the very next day, but that song that I wrote in jail got me signed. So we ended up doing a video for that song, Ice Cream Man. So we, uh, our executive producer come up with the idea to have the ice cream truck on Triple Gold Dayton's in Vogue's because he's a car collector. So mm-hmm. he's he got all types of fly-ass cars and shit and won, won car wars, car trophies and shit. So he's known for dressing up fly cars. So he dressed up a fucking ice cream truck for the video. So we had an ice cream truck on Triple Gold Days in the video and shit, and um, the shit made waves, right? So next thing you know, a couple years later, you get Ice Cube uh-huh. on Friday. He got a character named Big Worm. Yeah. You know, same term like our executive producer, but he's fat. They wanted to be funny. Mm-hmm. He's in the ice cream truck. The ice cream truck got Triple Gold Days in Vogue, like our video. Okay. So I took from Ice Cube. He came back and took from us. <laughs> you <laughs> man, dig? Man, that's what's up. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. Man, big worm. But it is. Uh, ice cream truck, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And then after that, um, uh, Master P came with it in 96. And we dropped that in 93. So he came with it three years later acting like he made it up. Like he never heard us say that shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so. And he was in the Bay at the time. He was in Richmond when all oh, that yeah, shit. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's where his career got popping at in the Bay. Right. So he was he was out there. He heard about it. He definitely seen the video. So he know what's up. That's why he came with a white Lexus on Triple Gold Days in Vogue. But instead of the ice cream truck, he came with the Lexus. Gotcha. You know what I mean? He came with the white ice cream outfit, just like my executive producer did in the video. So they was all taking plays out the out the playbook. Period. Yeah. yeah. That that's what's up, man. And you brought up something. Um, you know, being like being locked up. So from when I was doing my research for this interview and like looking up, you know, past interviews or whatever, man, you tell you tell some funny ass jail stories about Celebrity Row, man. Oh, my you, God. You got man. you got to give the listeners like that don't know like that story. See, I know. But yeah, give, give them some stories, man. They funny as hell. All right, man. Um, Celebrity Row, man. That's where they take celebrities in L.A., man. So I was in OJ cell. <laughs> this is OJ get out I've been this nigga still so this is post OJ uh, you know he won the trial and everything yeah yeah this is after the trial okay um, I'm in his cell my nigga is in uh, in El DeBarge cell right now oh <laughs> shit <laughs> El DeBarge just left that motherfucker um, you got Lawrence Stevens uh, what's that football player in that motherfucker that ran the kids over oh yeah 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 I know you're talking about yeah yeah that nigga in that motherfucker doing a thousand burpees and push-ups and shit all day you got caffeine from uh minister society in that motherfucker <laughs> the one that got stumped out yeah he got stumped out so he and that motherfucker right so the funniest shit is that the, the football nigga and caffeine was beefing uh-huh hardcore beef man we in cells next to each other it's a whole row but we got our own cells and um you could like in jail you got that little metal wall you could damn near gotcha. look like a mirror so boom we wake up at, they wake us up like chow at three in the morning, mm-hmm. period. Motherfuckers usually, you know, turn the light on and put their motherfucking blanket over their head, go back to sleep. Gotcha. This motherfucker caffeine up from three till niggas regular time to wake up mm-hmm. doing a live motherfucking concert in his cell. <laughs> Everybody, <laughs> caffeine in this motherfucker, man. We about going to LA, man. Make some motherfucking, like, what in the world? like, waking everybody up. He performing for the mirror. That's why I said the little uh-huh. stainless steel. Gotcha. He's actually 
going in in the stainless steel little mirror that's in front of his cell. In front of his cell, the, the Lawrence nigga like, man, get the man, caffeine, I'm going to fuck you up, man. Shut the fuck up. Go to sleep. That nigga like, nah, man, the show's still going on, nigga. I got it popping in this motherfucker. Hey, man, tell the haters, shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> oh, damn. This nigga was going crazy, right? Uh-huh. So he's like, all right, nigga, I'm going to get your ass, right? So the motherfucker, uh, the motherfucking CEOs hated caffeine, too, because he was a jokester, uh-huh. right? They hated that nigga for some reason. So we lining up to go on the roof, man. The CEO let the uh, Lawrence, Lawrence nigga get on it. Got you. Bubati. Ba 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 ba. Motherfucker, ba ba. Shut the fuck up. Boom. <laughs> wow. Took caffeine to the hole. Took uh-huh. caffeine to the hole. Let Lawrence just skate off. Took caffeine to the hole. See, yeah, caffeine did it. Took that man to the hole for 30, 30 days. He came out that motherfucker. Oh, like, yeah, man, I'm gonna go sign a petition, man. Wow. Get these. <laughs> Nigga, I ain't signing shit. <laughs> Nigga, these motherfuckers. Because game was in that motherfucker. It was a motherfucker. CO hit squad. Nigga, uh-huh. come in your motherfucker room with the army shit on the shields. Damn. Beat your ass with billy clubs. Strip your room. All that shit, man. Take all your blankets. leaving that bitch naked. Damn, oh, it was man, a hit crazy. squad in that motherfucker, man. They was terrorizing the game. So I didn't want to get hit by the hit squad by signing some motherfucker petition uh, nah, that you got yeah, on this motherfucker CO. Nigga, no, nigga. Keep me out of your shit. My name is Bennett, and I ain't yeah, in I it, ain't nigga. In it, period. Yeah. No, I feel yeah, you on I got that. about... Yeah, I got out after that though, like uh, about a month after that, man. But caffeine was being very, but he was cool as shit when he, he was on his program when he got back. Got them Lawrence Phillip, whatever that nigga name yeah. was, his buff as fuck, boy. You talk about the rock, nigga. Man, nigga man, doing crazy. Tw- man, this nigga motherfucker doing a thousand push ups on the bar. The on bar the bar? Is shit. Straight. Damn. The bar is straight, man. He grabbing the bar straight. He, ah, ah, like, nigga, not across. It's the sail. Nigga, grabbing the top of the sail. Ah, oh, ah. shit. Oh, like that. Oh, oh man. Right. Yeah, Damn, yeah that nigga was on some other shit, man. Straight bar and doing pull ups. Nigga, I'm a hold up, man. This Damn. Is crazy, bro. Yeah, it ain't no ball with you. You and your sail. You got your jail yeah, cell. Cause, yeah, straight up and down. I got, yeah, I got what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Grabbing that motherfucker. Ah, Damn, Conan what? the Barbarian. <laughs> the fuck? That nigga wild, man. Shit. <laughs> wild, man. So, yeah, man. That motherfucker crazy, man. Shout out Cal- Caffeine. You know, the Lawrence dude uh, ended up killing himself. Yeah, yeah. I read that. I saw, suicide. Yeah, I saw, yeah, yeah. I saw he killed yeah. himself. Uh-huh. Yeah, which is crazy. He finally went to the pen. He was on Celebrity Row for like four years. So, they sent that nigga to the pen. He couldn't deal with it. That pen life is yeah. a whole different animal, my nigga. It's, a, it's kill or be killed. Nigga, survival of the fittest. So, Something happened in there where he couldn't take it and got rid of himself, you know? Rest in peace to that brother. Yeah, definitely rest in peace to him. And he ain't had that long. I mean, yeah, 10 years, but he probably would have been out by now, right? During, yeah, I mean, during that out. time. He only yeah. had 10 years. He did four in the county. And I think uh, I think uh, he only did like a year before he offed himself. I don't even think he did that long. God. You know what I mean? That's crazy. So, yeah, man. So yeah. be careful, man, in L.A. You don't want to be on Celebrity Row, bro. Oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I know, man. But yeah, that's that's funny that you tell you tell you tell that story, man. So uh, before I go too far, you got any uh, Tupac stories? Man, only the one that everybody hate. You know what I mean? When a nigga told me he ain't the weed man. He was... Oh, <laughs> yeah. Man, that that's it. Um, you know, uh, story when he came to a video shoot, a Diesel Underground video shoot. Uh huh. Took, took money, be chick. You know what I mean? Rode off with her into the sunset. Damn. Took the baddest bitch in the video. She was a main lady. Slash Money uh-huh. B was smashing her. Took the bitch left. Drop top bitch. And then, you know, the main story is when he came to uh the fucking uh, E-40's video shoot. Uh-huh. How do you video shoot? I mean, the Players Ball video shoot with uh, Joe DeCy, uh him, and Too Short. Got you. And, uh, and Malibu. That nigga pulled up and started playing that goddamn Machiavelli before it was out. 
Oh, oh shit. shit, that's what's up. Yeah, man, and this is like right a couple months after All Eyes on Me. Gotcha. And we, God, they got a whole fucking album done. So we we knew about that shit before he even dropped. I mean, before he passed and it dropped. But we heard the shit. So him the day he played Hail Mary and sung that motherfucker word for word. That's my best memory of Pac. He came with the Versace shit. He had the new Tupac, the the circle big ass uh, chain. They not the death. He had the big boy piece. Gotcha. All the Versace shit. Pac was yeah, yeah, yeah he was legendary right. man. He's singing that shit word for word. Yeah, it was amazing. Period. That's my best memory of Pac. That's what's Definitely. up, man. That's what's up. So what the? Uh, let me ask you this. Talk about the uh, session with you and Mike, Mac Dre, Boss Tycoon, man. That's oh, a pretty shit. tough tune. Ah, oh, shit, man. Rest in peace to the Mac, man. Yeah, definitely. Hold on, man. Um, I always heard about Mac Dre. I grew up, you know what I mean? I was in junior high school and shit, hearing about, you know, the rapper room game uh-huh. and the and shit. So um, he was always legendary to me. And um, to finally meet him, I think I met him right after he got out of jail in the mall. Okay. We exchanged numbers and shit. And uh, he hit me like about a year later, you know, flew me down mm-hmm. and uh, to get me on the song. And the, the man, that night was crazy because this is like in the XC hype. Like everybody on Thiz is going crazy. So we just popped some pills and went crazy. Gotcha. Period. Like I remember motherfucking Kilo Kurt looking like a motherfucking drenched Somalian motherfucking pirate. Like this motherfucker was black and shiny and just fucking dripping. Ah, I had the illest Thiz face. Ah, Got you. Like everybody was fucked. <laughs> Up. I'm talking about teeth gritting and spitting. Like for real. The sweaty niggas, man. Sweaty grind nigga. Ah. <laughs> gotcha. Like a whore flicking that motherfucker. <laughs> ah. It's coming out their skin and shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> ah. <laughs> At the end of the day, man, that that was um yeah, it was a great night, man. That was the first time I linked with Drain. And after that, man, we just stayed linked up. You know what I mean? Period. That that became one of my best friends, man. Period. I was there the night he got killed. Uh-huh. I mean the Two days before he got killed. Yeah, yeah, I remember you saying that. It's all out there together. I went there the night he got killed two days and, and I left because I felt the tension out there. I left, like, I'm, I'm gone, period. So uh, the worst ended up happening to him because he stayed out there. But, um, yeah, I was out there and it, it was tension out there, man. I, I didn't like the vibe. You know what I mean? The vibe was just fucked up, you know? Could you go most. into more details about that vibe? Like, um, what was the tension like? Well, the night we was there, you know what I mean? You know, the show completely bombed, so the promoter lost money. He didn't make his money. Okay. Okay, there was some Kansas City dudes, you know, backstage, and you know what I mean? They was acting like they cool, but they was grimy as shit. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, like you know, damn, they hating on motherfuckers. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And, and um, the promoter, he didn't really make his money, you know, so he was kind of heated. And, um, yeah, I just didn't feel it, man. I'm like, let's get home, man. And the promoter was trying to have us uh, stay. You know what I mean? Why he hit the block and, yeah. you know, get us our back end because he can pay us our back end. I'm like, nigga, send my shit to Western Union, nigga. Gotcha. Period. I'm going home, nigga. I'm not staying here in no hotel while you go trap, nigga. Who's to say you come back? <laughs> send yeah. me home, nigga. Period. So Dre stayed out there. He had a couple opportunities, a couple more opportunities as far as burst licks and shows and shit. He stayed out there. And I think he got into an argument with somebody. Gotcha. You know what I mean, I don't know what happened, but some shit happened. You know, same type of tension. You know what yeah. I mean? Niggas hate and um, you know, the worst happened, you know. Yeah, I remember first hearing about him. It was during the time, uh remember AOL, AIM, all that stuff was out, the instant messenger right. shit. Yeah. And uh, I I met this chick on there at the time. That, that was uh another way me and my cousin used to meet chicks for some right. odd, strange reason. I don't know. 
And I remember I met this one girl. She she wasn't bad looking at all. She's from um, out there in the West Coast. And she right. kind of put me on to him. Like, she was playing some song in the background. You don't know who Mac Dre is? I'm like, no, right. I've never really heard of him. Because, you right. know, being from North Carolina and everything. So, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely he's a legend, man. It has some uh, very good music. Dre is a motherfucking legend. Big time legend, man. Yes, man, swag, his game, the shit that, you know what I mean, that he brought to the game. He was original. He had... Uh, uh, charisma, you know what I mean? Funny as fuck. He could have been a comedian. Yeah. Like Dre, that Dre was that dude, man, period. Fun as fuck. Um, um, a dude that really looked out for his crew. You know what I mean? You get a lot of rappers, you know what I mean, that just do shit by themselves and take all the... Man, he made show his niggas eat. Like, he'd do gotcha. shows and bring all his crew and bust his bag down, make sure every nigga in his crew got a piece. Oh, that's period. what's up. Yeah, and buy them clothes and shit, everything, pay for their hotels and shit. So he was a team player. You know what I mean? That's why he had the Thiz movement, because he was trying to put his team on. You know what I mean? He was a one of the first niggas to bring uh, Oakland niggas, Sacramento niggas, Pittsburgh niggas, gotcha. Richmond niggas, Vallejo niggas, all together as one clique. We didn't have that. It was separate. You had Sac niggas doing their thing. You mm -hmm. had... The Leo niggas doing their thing. Oakland niggas, he brought everybody together up under that Thiz umbrella. So he was trying to do a real movement that was trying to fuck with everybody in the Bay, not just, you know, Vallejo. You know, his, uh, his fucking studio compound was in Sacramento. He's from Vallejo. Gotcha. Okay, so he's putting on Sacramento niggas, Bay niggas. That he brought three times crazy, the loonies, fucking uh, uh, mile figures, all us together. That's what's up, you know what man. I mean? That's hard. You know yes. what I mean? You know what I mean? You got the cutthroat committee you got the motherfucker something terrible you got you know what i mean all the other crews that he had mac maul and them like yeah he was connected to a lot of people trying to put on for the bay period so you know his uh entrepreneurship is missed definitely yes yes sir yeah, i feel you on that yeah i definitely think he would be like way like even bigger now if he had to live you know oh, it's a lot of nuts yeah. it's a lot of low sodium and diet mac dre's out there oh you know, yeah yeah right yeah Oh Everybody yeah, he birthed, yeah he birthed some people. Yeah, nah, loonies. Yeah, y'all y'all birthed some people, man. Some people like I, I would say took y'all style. Um, oh yeah, great birth. He's the birth of a, of a nation. Yeah, you heard that. Birth of a nation. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, yeah. The yeah, birth yeah. of a nation, man. All this, you know, they, he made a lane for that music. You know what I mean? All this shit that's going down right now between Keith the Sneak Forty and Drake, just that bass. You know what yes, I mean? The bass. Yes. There, that type of music, they made that shit live. Yeah. You know, nobody was, it was all instrumentation, like on some G thing shit. You want an instrument, you want flutes and shit. Yeah. That just bass and snare, that came from them niggas doing that. And now it's the wave. All the LA niggas doing it. Yeah. Everybody, same shit. You know what I mean? But it started from Drake, 40, uh, the, uh, the Federation, uh, Keep the Sneak, you know, really Keep the Sneak. You know what I mean? Nobody give him his props. He started the super duper hyphy. He was the first with the 808 beat. And then it took everybody ran with it after that. Uh, you got uh, the Federation, you got the team, mm -hmm. you got a lot of them dudes out there that really put that sound on after yeah. Keith came with it. You know what I mean? So, got mm -hmm. you. Yeah, that's what's up. I did want to ask you this real quick. This is this is quite like, like I always wondered. How did you feel when uh, Puffy flipped? I got five on it with him and R. Kelly. Hey, we was heated because we was on tour with the niggas, so we like, ah, damn, we knew the nigga was gonna. Just milking and buttering that nigga up to take the song. Yeah, uh -huh. I mean, we was hella mad. Like, nigga, he got us on tour. He voted for us because he liked the song. So, nigga, then the, we off the tour, nigga. Now you do the, the R. Kelly shit. So, look how God worked, man. So, we all, you know, most of the artists at that time in L.A., the bigger, the big artists include Michael Jackson, all, everybody uh -huh. working at this town called The Enterprise. 
Gotcha. Yeah, I'm in the studio, so it's hot, expensive and shit, hella different rooms and shit. So we recording on our second album in the Enterprise, and I'm walking down the hallway and shit. Who's coming my opposite way? Mm-hmm. Puff motherfucking daddy. Yeah. And I'm like, nigga, I've been looking for you. I've been looking for you too, motherfucker. I said, he said, where your man's at? I need you on the remix tomorrow. You know what I mean? So uh-huh. he, he was like, I'm about to satisfy you. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll get my man. So I got numb and we went to the studio the next day and did this, uh, the West Coast Satisfy You remix. Got you. You know what I mean? So he cast us out. You know what I mean? So he came back, cast us out for the remix. So I respect him for that because a lot of niggas then redid the song and then he come back. And cashes out. Now, of course, you got cleared and shit, of course, but I'm yeah. talking about like that remix or something. Gotcha. Puff is the oh, okay. only, yeah, yeah, Puff's the only one that actually got his own the song. Yeah, I mean, so shout out to him. Yeah. I think he did it kind of early though. He was the yeah. first one, right yeah. after us. Yeah, I mean he he <laughs> he um he like revamped it just kind of early. I think it No, it he should've... revamped it while Five on it still was popular. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. That too, man. Yeah, definitely yeah, that too. That's why yeah, it was way, down. yeah. It was way too early. Down. Yeah, way like months after that shit. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, so fuck it is what it is, man. But like, we definitely get a check from that, man. So shout out uh Puff. Hey, that's what's up. Hey, as long as you get that check, man. And long, and, and, and it ain't like it's like it's whack or anything. Because some of these dudes take these beats, man, and disrespect them, man. Oh, man, definitely, man. Um, It happens. It happens, man. That's why we ain't never did a five-on-it new one. Like, you know what I mean? Okay, yeah. the, the Us movie came out. We made a, a Us movie one. But we ain't actually do the I Got Five-on-it weed version. Got you. Okay, okay. Again, like, you, you got to let a classic be a classic. What if we fumble the ball? Fuck it up. That's yeah. going to make the real song stop getting played. You know what I mean? So... We don't want to damage what's going down, you know what I mean? Period. Y'all definitely was killing some heavy hitters on the charts with that. Speak like let the audience know more about it. I know about it, but let them know more oh. about it. Like, who who y'all who y'all was killing, man, at the time? The competition. I can show you better than I um better than how you turn this motherfucker around. Bow. There you go. You see that bitch right there. We is above Mike. But big all the motherfuckers, man. This is our first week out killing shit. Billboard top 100. That's two weeks in a row. Number one over all these, all the big boys. This is our first album. You know what I mean? And then you go down, look at all the other top people. This is a hell of a list that to, to be Damn, on top. Man. That's what's you know up. What I mean? Oh, I see. I see. I saw Barry. Was Barry White on there? Did I see that? You probably did. Toys B.I.G. D'Angelo, Tupac, TLC, Mac 10, and Michael Jackson. Come on. Come on now. God. It's some E40, man. Some Sibo. Boys to Men. Yeah, it's some hip, man. That's a competitive list. That that right there is competition. That's a competitive list. Yeah, man. (laughs) Yeah, man. You know what I mean? Our first one, though. And we ain't this, you know what I mean? We want power, but nobody knows some shit. So. For that to do that. And the album went gold in one month. The single went platinum in one month. 30 days, bro. So, for to do all that, man. Shout out to the fans, the DJs, the program directors, the marketing team, version records, all the shit. Yeah. Period, you know? Yeah, and platinum back in the day. I mean, that was super good, but gold was just as good, too. So Yeah, the, the album went platinum after the album was platinum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first month, my nigga. Like, you know what I mean? That was big for us being our first album, our first major album. Like, most artists don't do that on their first run, you know what I mean? Like, if you got a dope single, your yeah. single gonna go. But as far as the album, man, nah, you know what I mean? So, for the album to go, it's a blessing, you know? 
Yeah, you remember what you got in the source? Was it how many mics? They we got uh three and a half, three and a half. They mm-hmm. usually get West Coast niggas three and a half mics. Oh, man, no, I, I think it, they could have did better than that. Yeah, they only did the flow was mics. crazy. That's my but thing. The flow it. and I'm the lingo. Still, and I, yeah, even though we got three and a half. Our song was voted, you know, the number one single of the year on the source. That's yeah. why we was uh, nominated for uh, best group of the year. Yeah, you know I mean, with the when we did the Source Awards and shit, when that shit happened. Let's talk one more thing about that. Okay. About the Source Awards, I don't want to uh, forget. Nobody knew that Pop was coming to fucking death row into that Source Awards. Oh yeah, I heard you talk about that. Yeah, explain that more, cause my nigga, my. Death Row came out to that motherfucker ready for war, my G. Uh-huh. They had DJ Quick come out there first. Niggas is coming out of jail cells first. It's a whole prison fucking stage. Yeah. Got hell of different cells and shit, a whole prison block. You got fucking Dr. Dre or whoever DJing in the prison. It looked like a fucking prison thing. Mm-hmm. So each motherfucker will come out of a cell. DJ come out, DJ Quick come out the first cell. He do the uh the one about uh, uh MCA. MCA right there in the front row. Okay. He got some fucking he rapping them there poking the shit in MCA face. Get off of that. Um, Daz and them come off. Nigga come out. They st- out. They sell. Boom. Gotcha. Lady Rage come out her sale. You know what I mean? Boom. Snoop come out. This uh, Snoop don't come out sale. They roll them out in the wheelchair. Do the murder was the case. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 And then the last sale lights up, and it's a whole cardboard life size figurine of Tupac. Oh you know wow. I mean? With his shirt off, the whole cell light up, and the whole motherfucking crowd go, ah. Man, that's crazy. And that motherfucker say, welcome to death row, motherfucker. Clack, 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 clack. Shut down, nigga. That's when niggas knew they had Pac in the last fucking cell, and they lit that motherfucker up, and it was Pac in that motherfucker. Hold on, did they show this on TV? I don't know, but yeah, that. that yeah, I got to go back and look right, at it's, that. It's a lot of recordings of it. It's a lot. I see recordings of this shit all day. Because, yeah, I don't. I remember the performance, but I don't remember that part. Yeah, Man, that's, that's crazy. Pac was in that last motherfucking cell, bro. And that's before anybody knew he was linked with Death Row. Then like a month later, Pac was out of jail on Death motherfucking Row. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, shit. Period. Him out on bail. Yeah, Pac got out like in October. You know what I mean? That shit was like in August. Uh, August or September. I think it was like September. He got out literally a month later and got on niggas' head. Yeah, that's what's up. So, yeah, yeah, I saw you online, man. Uh in the video, you were showing a lot of props to the uh, movie. I thought it was good. A lot of people were I thought, like, I thought it was dope. Yeah. I thought it was dope. I just thought the quality wasn't cool. You know what I mean? I think it could have been a better high quality because it was dark and grimy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you could feel like the vibe. Like when it got the parts with Suge, the vibe. Yeah, the, that movie yeah, had a lot of vibes you can feel yeah, like yeah, while watching it. Yeah, I, I feel you on that. Yeah. I just like the story. You know what I mean? Period. The yeah, story good, yeah on, good, good on story. Yeah. It, it needed to be told. You know what I mean? Period. So. If um they had to tell it like that, shout out to um LT Hutton. He pulled it together, man. LT been trying to put that movie together for damn near a decade. Mm-hmm. I remember when he first was trying to do this shit. And they had all these other Pac lookalikes. One of my homeboys, uh, from uh, from my neighborhood, uh, Face. Uh-huh. He looked dead on Pac. They had him trying out and shit, but he just didn't have the uh, the voice. Got you. He okay, looked, okay. He looked dead on Pac. Just didn't have the voice. So LT been trying to put this shit for years, man. It was a myth. I'm like, this shit ain't never coming out. And it finally came out with the music and shit, all that. Uh, he pulled it off. I, you know, I had to tilt my hat. Yes, sir. And I took it from that perspective because I knew the work. I know LT. LT then did beats for me. 
I know he's a producer for Snoop Dogg and gotcha. shit and all that stuff. Yeah. I know the, the hard work that he put behind the scenes to make this motherfucker go down. So I just respected it from that level. You know what I mean? The most. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know this yeah. nigga been saying this movie for about 10 years, damn near, and it finally came out. So shout out to him and the team for making it happen, you know? Oh, yeah, most definitely. That's what's up, man. So, do you think, uh, if, do you think uh, if, rest in peace, do you think if uh, John Singleton would have did it, it would have been better? From what I heard, he probably, I think he probably would have went too far Hollywood with it, if you get what I'm saying. Like, right. too much dramatic effect. Like, what did, what did they say? They wanted him to start start off with talking to his head, a head of his, or, like Tupac's head or something like that. Some some wild some shit, shit like that. that. Yeah. And they wanted Pac to get raped in jail. Oh, no, nah, man. See, I, I, I wouldn't want to see no yeah. shit like that because yeah, I don't want to look at Pac, Pac like that. He wanted to show Pac getting raped in his shower. No, nah, man, yeah, yeah. Like, nigga, what the fuck? No, nah, that, that, that's not cool. I wouldn't right. think that would have been cool, man, seeing Pac in that light. Especially with uh, all, the, all the people trying to, like, disrespect them now, like the Funkmaster Flex shit. And I think one of those, uh, what they call them rappers, man, when them littles or whatever you call them, like, disrespect. Still, yeah. that, that was a, and still, that was a rumor. That was never proven. Like, where if that was real, I assume the nigga that did it would be all on social media, the lad TV. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Talking about that shit. Took it from him. Like you, that nigga will be famous right now. Where's this guy that so-called raped Tupac? Yeah, I wait. You know what I mean? So, especially nowadays, nigga get a book deal, a miniseries. All oh types yeah, of yeah, all that. Type that. Of info. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. So I think it's false. You know what I mean? And everybody in production thought it was false. That's why they didn't fuck with John Singles. No, you know? yeah, no, that's what I, I heard. It, you yeah, know? No, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, I don't think he's yeah. Um, let me ask you this: Are we gonna get a Looney's biopic? <laughs> Uh, hopefully, man. Hopefully, man. I'm trying to put it together. Um, trying to put that shit together. It's, it's going to involve a lot of parties. It's going to be like the Wu-Tang shit when they had everybody in it. Oh, you know yeah. I mean? Okay, okay. Yeah, it's going to be something like that where everybody's connected to it because Too Short connected to our story. Drew Down connected to our story. Yeah. Three Times Crazy is connected to our story. You know what I mean? Uh, Keep the Sneak, so on and so on. So, Mac Maul. You know what I mean? We got Mac. My, 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 my manager got Mac Maul, his major deal, not me. But my manager, AJ, got Mac Marler's major deal. Gotcha. You know what I mean? So got Richie Rich. He's part of our story. Got Richie Rich signed to Def Jam. He's part of Digital Underground. It's so many licensed, Biggie, Puff. It's so much shit. Yeah. Jay Prince, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so many characters that it's going to be a lot, you know? It's going to be a fucking lot. Yeah. Speaking of Jay Prince, how was it like, you know, being signed to him? And learning different uh, ways to get money from him. Like, what's some of the best advice he gave you? Man, shit. I never heard this. As much as I've been in the neighborhood, I ain't never heard this one, man. But he, he was like, do you want me to give you the fish or do you want me to teach you how to fish? Uh-huh. And I said, I got it quick. Yeah, I ain't, I, ain't, I got it quick. I ain't no motherfucking uh, word puzzle dude, but I got that motherfucking riddle real quick. I got the riddle. He was saying, do you want me to pay you? Or do you want me to show you how to get paid? Got you. So many words. Now, if I just pay you, then you, you're going to eat when I give you money. Now, if I show you how to get money, you're going to be able to eat when you want to. So do you want me to give you the fish or do you want me to teach you how to fish? I said, teach me how to fish, my nigga. Man, Period. That's, that's the best lesson I, right there. Yeah, that's when he gave me the joint venture deal, which is a, a record, de- a label deal. You know what I mean? So I had an artist deal and I had a, rec- a label deal with Smoke Lot Records slash okay. Rap Lot. That's why I put out the United Ghettos of America DVDs yeah. with drain shit on it. That's what we did with that. But yeah, he gave me a motherfucking deal because 
I said, I want to learn how to fish. You know what I mean? Instead of, you know, waiting to be bird fed by a motherfucker. Nah, teach me how to get it. I'm going to keep it. You know what I mean? So that was the best lesson I learned fucking with him, period. And he actually, action speaks loud in words. He actually showed me. That's you what's know? up. Yeah, Jay Prince and I want to say Master P like two dudes right now, every time I see an interview with them, I just shut up and listen. They're the type of people, you, you know, you just shut up and listen to what they got to say because they open so many doors for different artists and things you would never think that they would be able to do if you thought back at that time and seeing what they're doing today. Right. Like, it's crazy. Oh, man. Jay Prince got the best uh, fairy tale story, I mean, fairy, <laughs> fairy tale ending story ever. Yeah, like, but his own on, island, man. It's crazy. Man, islands, like come oh, on, man. okay. Like, yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> Yo, man, this dude went from having a car lot to investing his money into his brother. Yeah, you know I mean, to investing in Scarface and yeah. Willie D and Bushwick. Then comes everybody else, Gangsta Nick, and all the other artists that yeah. came with the shit. Three two, you know, what I mean, the convicts, which became, you know, what I mean, yeah. Big Mike. And, you know all the other shit that he put together to leaving that, starting the boxing shit. The first nigga oh, yeah, that helped boxing, Floyd Mayweather, yeah. yeah, help Floyd Mayweather get his bag. You know what I mean? He was the first nigga to get Mayweather a million dollar check, ten million dollar check. Oh damn, you know that's what's up. So yeah, man. So he helped Mayweather get his, his financial thing. He was just pretty boy Floyd when when Jay hooked up with him. After Jay hooked up with him, he became. Money Mayweather. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he taught him how to fish. He taught that man how to fish. So um, then for his son, you know what I mean? Shout out Jazz. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Discover Drake on motherfucking MySpace. You know what I mean? And, and, and fly him down. And, you know, like, okay, dad is busy. Dad's doing this boxing shit. Let me take him to Wayne. Wayne, my homie. Let me see what Wayne think about this. And for Wayne to put his money in. You know, yeah. put his, put his, uh, put the bet on Drake. It's, it's been the best thing that happened to Cash Money. Yeah. Since the fucking High Boys and Juvenile. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That facts on that. Hundred percent so facts. Think, at, at the end of the day, but that came through Jay, his sons, his crew. Man, I mean, so for them to do that and they a part of what Drake got going on. He's the biggest artist in hip hop. That's huge. He's the motherfucking godfather of hip hop, Jay Prince. Oh dude. yeah, definitely. Yeah, I one hundred percent agree with you on that. Bad, like I'm talking about on some like gangster street level type of respect. You know what I mean? He's mm -hmm. a dude that get respect from the Larry Hoovers. You know what I mean? The Suge Knights. You know what I mean? The Ariels. Yeah. All the big guys in the game that respect this guy. You know what I mean? So, and then to, to be so successful and so uh, entrepreneurial and so have so many business ventures. Like this man sells Black Angus. Black Angus, that steak you buy, that's him. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. That's what's up. Damn. That's this shit. He, he got a whole, yeah, he, he's, man, he got a farm, man, a big ass farm, bro. Man, hell yeah. yeah. That's that's a different you know, level hey, type of hustle right Black there, man. Black Angus, all the shit, man. Like, he got so many ventures going on. Like, you ever seen Dallas when you was little? Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's the black Dallas for real. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, that's a good yeah, analogy, yeah. man. The Damn, boss, yeah. yeah, man, he's the boss, man. Yeah, Period, man. So shout out to Jay. Prince, yeah, definitely uh, shout out to Jay Prince. That, that was the best record label I ever been on. You know what I mean? Period. Um, I had the most freedom there. Uh huh. And um, he just put up the budget. I go in the studio, put it together. Most labels, you know, what I mean, once you have a hit or something, they try to put the A and R niggas up in there. Yeah. Hey, do this song. Uh, I'm gonna hook this beat up and nah, niggas sit down. You know what I mean? Because you wasn't around when the hit got made, so. Let me just do the shit that make the hits gotcha. naturally instead of you trying to, you know what I mean, fuck up the formula. So he gave me creative control. Um, 
You know what I mean? Like, you don't get creative control when you went and motherfuckers take over your career. Period. Oh, yeah, once, yeah. Once they yeah, put that bag up, like, nigga, I ain't trusting you with, you know what I mean? So, um, uh, always um, answer my phone calls. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I call him three, four o'clock in the morning. We talking. You know, I couldn't do that at Virgin Records. I couldn't talk to the executive yeah. of Virgin executive of uh, fucking uh, New Tribe at 3 o'clock in the morning. You know what I mean? Yeah, make a lot of sense. Bail, yeah. my nigga. Send a send bail. The bail, 150000 Man, oh shit, man, it's done. Send, I'm sending a lawyer too. You don't get that at a oh, regular. Yeah. If you get a jail case or something, they want to back up. You getting beef with niggas, they want to back up. I got all my beef. Yeah, they was leave like, you out there go. cold, man, yeah. They was like, let's go, man. Them niggas better not harm a hair on your body, man. They better keep it all lyrical. Man, or that's it's gonna what's be up. A Period. He told Master P that, like, P, I fuck with you, man, but don't touch my artist. Period. He feels some type of way. Let him get his shit off, and y'all get your shit up, too. But other than that, man, that's that. I done been on airplanes with Mystical and this whole mm-hmm. fucking bodyguard crew. They mean mugging the shit out of me. They can't do nothing. Because I'm with the five, nigga. Rap a lot. Period. So, yeah, I guess they yeah, didn't man. want them J. Prince problems, man. Oh, fuck <laughs> no, nah, man. Yeah, you did yeah. not want them problems, man. Period. Speaking of beef, man, I remember when, when I... Uh... I bought the DVD Beef Part 1 and I bought Part 2. And one of the funniest parts in there... I was on Part 3. Oh, yeah. Okay, I bought... Did I get... No, you're right. So I got Part 1 and Part 3. I didn't get 2. Okay, so yeah, you're right. So uh, one of the funniest moments on there, yo, and I've been watching it with my cousin. It was you and the whole beef with, you know, the game. Mm -hmm. It was the part about... I think you said something about being bloods and like I don't give a fuck. Like <laughs> that that was a funny part, man. Speak more on the beef about, you know, saying you and game are are y'all in a good space now. Oh, definitely, man. Shout out to the game, man. We've been squashed that beef. That shit Oh, old, that's man. good. I'm I'm happy y'all did. Yeah, definitely happy y'all did. Fifteen years old, my nigga, but we definitely been squashed that shit, man. I still respect game as one of the dopest niggas on the West Coast, first off. Okay. You know what I mean? I was, even when we was beefing, I was respecting his penmanship because he was in, uh, he was fucking with JT, the bigger figure, first. Okay, so, yeah, 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 yeah. We heard about him in the Bay. He was out there first, so I always knew the nigga was dope. And they was like, oh, it's a nigga that rap like Jada Kiss or nigga that rap like Nas. Like, that was mm-hmm. the word around town. I get to listen, like, oh, he dope. So, uh, when the beef actually happened, man, it caught me off guard because I seen a nigga in a nightclub at a Jada Kiss party because Jada gotcha. Kiss was on Interscope. <clears throat> so it was an Interscope Jada Kiss album release party. We in the VIP, me and my niggas on the other side popping bottles. Him and this niggas on the other side popping bottles. They're like, that's a game. Said, I'm going to go over there and check his temperature. So I went over there and yeah. chopped it up with him, man. It was nothing but love. I'm giving him love. He giving me love. I'm like, nigga, do your thing, bro. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Nigga, take this shit to the whoop, whoop, whoop. Nigga, you're killing it. And um, I bought it up. I'm like, man, me, I don't get, it. I don't fuck with your homie though. You know what I mean? He's yeah. like, man, that's y'all, man. That's whatever y'all doing. That's on y'all. I said, okay, cool, my nigga. And I dabbed and I left. You know what I mean? And next thing you know, like a week later, you get the, I got a meal on it. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, I just seen song. this nigga, man. Like we was all dapping up. We was cool and shit. Like if you wanted to do something, I went to a shit by by myself. I was surrounded by it. They could have jumped me, and my niggas would have to come later. You know, gotcha. trying to get in, but I, I was man, bait if it was really an issue. So I'm yeah. like, it's not no issue because they didn't try to come at me like that. But after that, I think that 50 Cent was like, uh, you're a West Coast nigga, man. Handle my lightweight. This is your backyard. That's gotcha. what I got you. Okay, okay. You got to handle all the West Coast shit. And I think that's why he went in on me. You know what I mean? And um, shit, I went in twice instantly. I think that was the quickest response in hip-hop history, my nigga. I had my shit up in 45 minutes. Oh, shit. That's what's up, man. Yeah. That has to yeah. be the quickest. 
Yeah, yeah. 45 minutes. Laid it. <laughs> put that motherfucker up. I wrote it like in 15 minutes. Laid it in 15 minutes. We put a little tweak mix on that motherfucker. Threw that bitch right on up. Game over one. Then I did game over two because uh, it was some type of interview he had did after that. He like, yeah, man, this nigga would bang him Smurf and all this one. Oh, saying, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he started talking about bang him. Yeah, I told that nigga I fuck bang him up, and he was like, "Cool." He tried to say that I was cool with him saying he don't fuck with bang him, which gotcha. he said that he was cool. I don't fuck with feet. He tried to reverse it. So I'm out there with uh with bang him domination man uh-huh. free, free domination uh yeah I mean silver black gorillas and shit. I'm in DC with them, so I was supposed to have uh them on the song. They had to go. So mm-hmm. me and Gonzo's out there, and then we got a nigga out there named uh, Mark Scheiss that sound just like 50. So I'm like, fuck it, we're going to do this shit right here in D.C., man. So we okay. got in the studio, and uh, Mark Scheiss did the hook. He sound like 50. Me and Gonzo went in, and then the next day, spent $150 mm-hmm. for the whole video shoot. Oh, Shot wow. the video in D.C. The $150, no, $100. I spent on the G-Unit shoes and the purple G, the pink G-Unit. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> pink G unit <laughs> hold the top that I bought and the pink bandana. Yeah. <laughs> some weed and some some drinking shit, some Hennessy and shit for the black. Uh-huh. So about $150 for that video, man. That motherfucker went viral because it's one yeah, of the yeah, I remember straight, that. To, straight to YouTube videos. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I was a rapper. Was still doing shit on MTV and BET and they weren't doing no straight to YouTube video. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even when they shit get on BT, it went on YouTube. You know what I mean? So we was one of the first. That shit hit and went viral. And that kind of was like the nail in the coffin. But then uh, my homie Speedy, free him, he know both sides. So he's like, man, I could get y'all to do a squash the beef track. Okay. And I'm going to get on it. <laughs> so I'm like, man, I got to go, man. So I'm going to lay the shit now. You know what I mean? They wanted me to come to the studio. I'm like, mm-hmm. I got a tour to go on. So I'm going to lay my shit right now. And you take it to him. So I laid my shit. Then game get on there dissing me. Really not dissing me, but dissing guns up. Gotcha. He wanted he wanted to get at Gonzo because Gonzo was on Game Over too. Uh-huh. Gonzo, L.A. nigga, so Gonzo, you know, he wanted to really get at Gonzo because he wasn't able to get get at Gonzo on I Got a Mill on it. Yeah, so, yeah, he slid Gonzo on that motherfucker with a couple references to me. I'm like, oh come on, man, you know what I mean? Like we supposed to, you know what I mean? Squash this shit on this track. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. So, it happened then, but eventually, like years later, you know what I mean? We squashed it. Shout out to uh, shout out to my homie. Um, my homie uh from Frisco, man. Uh God damn, man. Uh yeah, my, my big big homie from Frisco, man. Um that 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 worked with the game and there, man. Hooked us up. Big chef, man. My oh yeah, definitely yeah, chef. definitely shout out to him because yeah, I was a fan of both of y'all and you know, yeah, 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 you kinda you hate that, man. Like, especially like I said, me being from a small t- town and you see your favorite rappers beefing with each other and it kinda Got to kind of pick size and you confuse yeah, the body right. and things of that nature. Yeah, right. right. And then at the end of the day, man, I'm fans of these niggas, man. I'm banging. What up, blood? What up, cuz? What up, yeah. gang? Like when I get the phone call to go on them fifty, I'm like, God damn, my teeth is grit because I, I love that first album. That get rich or die trying. Oh yeah, dog. yeah, classic. It's a classic, bro. Hands down. No matter what the beef was, no matter game first album, classic. Still bang his shit. So. I'm banging these niggas' albums, no Frank Ocean. Then I get the call, I got to go crazy. So it is what it is, man. Shit happened. But, you know, it's called loyalty. You know what yeah. I mean? You got to be down for, for your record label, your crew, your squad. You know what I mean? Because niggas is down for you. You know what I mean? Period. So it happens. Yeah. Speaking of that, you you said loyalty. I remember during that beef, watching you on the uh, the DVD, 
you was talking about how this person fucked with this person. So, you know, I'm rocking with this side, you know, because of Suge. Um, who else you say? Uh, Jay Prince. Jay and Prince, then the whole Suge. Murder Inc. thing. Like, you broke it down well, man. Yeah, they was, they was starting uh, the first uh, black distro company. Yeah. You know what I mean? Murder Inc., Death Row, and uh, Rap-A-Lot. Uh-huh. So the industry, the big boys don't like that. So, of course, the big boys, you know, going to try to get at it, too. But um, that's where we heard 50 Cent was snitching. You know what I mean? Because after we after that move was made, all the labels got hit. Death Row got hit. You know what I mean? Uh, Irv Guy and them okay, got hit. Okay, so, yeah. That, yeah, that, yeah uh, fucking, uh, they try to hit rap a lot, but but Jay is the Teflon done. Nigga. Yes, Jay sir. got people <laughs> in government. Jay got people in government. <laughs> you ain't going to get that, man, for yeah. no bullshit. His records is clean. He ain't got nothing to do with nothing. Yeah. Period. So you ain't going to get that, dude. So Death Row, they um, they hit that office on Wilshire, tow that motherfucker up. They tow uh, Irv Gotti and them shit up, shut they whole fucking uh, office down, and shut the Death Row office down. Yeah. And um, niggas start, you know, going to court, you know what I mean, fighting cases and shit, paying for lawyers and shit. And all this because of um, speculation that 50 Cent is saying in his interviews and saying on his rhymes and shit and all that, you know, just basically pointing fingers. Gotcha. You know? And, um, you know, got motherfuckers hit. So nobody had no no real beef with him. Like, okay, do your music, man. It ain't yeah. no problem with that. But you getting these record labels hit, you fucking with niggas' livelihood. You fucking with niggas. Like, imagine all the people who got affected, that got jobs, that got kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kids. That's a good point, man. Got, yeah, it's like, come on, my nigga. You affecting, I took it like that. You affecting my livelihood. I got to, you taking uh, food out of my kid's mouth. Yeah, man. Like, yeah, that's a, that's a good so, point. You bring up that, yeah. Yeah, that's how I took it. Like, yeah, and you shutting down all the people that work for this company. You know what I mean? That get money that depends on this shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because when you work for a record label, nine times out of ten, it ain't no a street record label. You definitely ain't getting no medical. No dental, no mm-hmm. none of that shit. Yeah. So you were lying on this check for everything. You know what I mean? Period. So and the you fucking people's lives up. So that's how I took it and that's why I went in. You know what I mean? Period. Uh, yeah, that's what's up, man. I feel that. Yo. I'm glad I'm glad you shared that that uh part, mm-hmm. man. Cause a lot of people uh don't think about that. How it that affects, like you said, reason. employees, reason, food out of kids' mouth and things of that nature, yo. Man, but if you snitch, that's your business. I met many people rappers that done snitch. I ain't diss them niggas. It was for a reason. Like you, you got labels hit, got niggas took to jail, all types of shit, man. So that ain't him. Period. Yeah. No? no, definitely. All right, man. We're gonna get into the current, man. So I know you got a, a strain out. Yeah, man. So uh, yeah, talk more about that. Let me turn my. I don't know. Oh, this shit falling out. Let me turn my. Yeah, boom. Hold on. I'm uh... Yeah. I got all types of weed. Yeah, man. But uh, anyway, uh. Gas Pro, man, my business partners, man. We just won an award, man, at the motherfucking uh, Kush Stop. Oh, man. congrats on that, man. Number one, uh, uh, hybrid, man. My strand, man. Yuck, my culado, man. So, mm-hmm. uh, my culado. Nah, fuck. Anyway, yuck, my culado. Damn, I ain't got no jars in this motherfucker. That's fucked up. Anyway, yeah, my culado strand killing their ass, though, man. We just uh, swept the motherfucking up. Uh, Goddamn, my dog going crazy. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> My, my, yeah, my strength killing shit right now. Period. Oh, that's All what's right, up. Man. Yeah, good shit though, man. We won an award and shit. Took took home a trophy and yeah. shit. Congrats right, on that, man. Thank so, you, sir. So, so where everybody oh, can find your strand at? Um, basically, man. Um, we kind of underground right now, so you can find it in the Bay Area. You can okay. find it like in the Riverside, Pomona area, 
at, at your local dispensaries, man. Go, go tell them Yuck sent you. you okay, did. definitely. When I come out there, I'm going to definitely give it a try. I, I, I pull up on you and throw you, you know what I mean, a care pack. Okay, but cool, cool, man. Pack, you, me? you ain't got to do all that shit. Yeah, appreciate that. You know? Straight up. So, uh, and then I seen that you have like a, what is that, radio show? Yeah, Podcast? yeah, yeah, Smoke a Lot Radio. And, and I want to say something real quick. You spitting like you never had a record deal in the intro, man. <laughs> man, you, I, I swear, I'm like, damn, he sound like he's still hungry. <laughs> oh man, I stay hungry, man. You see my uh, so open that so Brooklyn challenge. You see that? Uh have I seen that? Ooh, I think I, I think it. yeah. Hey, I'm, I gotta watch that. I'm gonna watch that, you yo. Got it. Ooh, you better check that boy out, man. Check that motherfucker yeah, out. I got and you. Me I'm still hungry, man. And I'm gonna post yeah. the link in the uh, description of the podcast too. Man, you got to, man. Got to, man. Um, it's on Thizzler.com, uh, but but it's on YouTube too. But uh, anyway, um, Smoke Light Radio, man. It's a um, thing that I started in uh, 2010. Okay. We was on blog, blog talk radio at first for like four years in 2014. Then I started the podcast uh, with a whole new crew because we had this Smoke Light Radio. It was me, Cuzzo Fly, and this other dude named Brandon. Uh-huh. And um, that was a call-in. You know what I mean? You could call in. So gotcha. most would be on the side of planet and call in. But for the podcast, we all need to be in the same city. Yeah. So um, make a, I make a whole new uh, lineup for the Smoke Light podcast. And um, I got the porn star, famous porn star, uh, Simone Taylor. Okay. I got my L.A. comedian homeboy, Cato. And my sports analyst dude that really worked at ESPN, you know what I mean, fucking uh, Jr. And they had me. Okay, okay. So we uh started at Be Real TV, far as the live live shooting and shit, far as the podcast. Yeah. So we've been doing that shit since 2014. With Be Real TV ended at 2016. Okay. And um took a break, you know, trying to find a new home, and uh just now found a new home at uh, DigitalSoapboxRadio.com. Oh, that's what's you up. Know? So we over there at the CBS, you know what I mean? The same shit Nori is Oh, at, yeah, right? Nori, yeah. Yeah, we over there at CBS, basically. So we doing our thing, you know what I mean? Fucking with it, man. Oh, that's what's up, man. Uh-huh. Yeah, congrats on that. Anything yeah. else you want to uh, share, man, before we uh, wrap this interview up? Bro, this is a long-ass interview. I gave you everything, bro. You can write a book with this one. Oh, yeah, yeah. You gave me some good content, <laughs> man. Appreciate that. So, yeah, I definitely had to chop it up with you, man, because, you know, fan of the music, fan of the movement. And like I said, it five on it still bangs today Thank uh, you, man. every time i hear it like every time i hear it like play on the radio like that that beat is tough man it hey, just man, brings you back to that time yeah tom capone man he whipped the shit out of that beat he made it better than the original yeah you never get a motherfucker that make it better than the original he made it better than the original with them drums and the shit he put in it when niggas we make it they do our version they don't go and get the club nouveau sample yeah, and get gotcha. our version, the drum pattern, everything. They sample. Yeah, that drum shit. pattern is crazy, man. And that man, bass. it's not hella what? hard. That bass not hella hard. Yes. The snares hit hella hard. So yeah, shout out to Tom Capone, man. He made a masterpiece. All right, man. Yeah, any like I say, anything else you want to share? Man, I'm good, bro. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Me and Pete Rock. Me and Pete Rock are working on an album together right now called Crack Rock. You know what I mean? The legendary Pete Rock. East okay. Coast. Shout out to Pete Rock. Connect. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's coming soon, man. You know, um, a lot of people surprised by that album. You know what I mean? Just to have, like, Pete Rock the did shit for Nas, all the, yeah. all the heavy hitters. You know what I mean? Everybody, you know what I mean? So, um, just to be able to do a, a beat, the whole album with, with his production. Oh, that's going to be ill, man. With your lyrics and his uh, beats. His oh, production. yeah, I can't, I can't wait. Yeah, man. So, so, Crack Rock, man. 
Crack Rock should be first quarter, man, like April. Or I like to drop by the summer, man, so I can ride that summer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, That's when I love the list of albums, Summertime, Windows Down and everything. Yeah, man, yeah, man. So we're working on that, man. So I just have to let, let it be known that hip-hop is still here, bro, period. I still yes, rap like the 90s. I still rap. I don't rap like these new millennials. No, no disrespect to them neither. I just don't harmonize. I never was a nigga that was in the choir. I was a nigga on the bongos. Yeah. The drum. I never was a singer. <laughs> no, no, I definitely feel you. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so no, no disrespect to the to the choir singers that became rappers. You know what I mean? Salute to you. Gotcha. But that's not me. I still do the bars. <laughs> you feel me? But good looking, man. Thanks for the the fucking opportunity. I know it took a long time to get the Skype going. I'm a dinosaur. With this computer shit still learning. Oh, yeah, you so, good, man. Thanks for the yeah. opportunity, man. Appreciate yeah. it. Thank you, man. All right. All right, Appreciate ladies up. and gentlemen, Yuck Mouth. Yada, that boy. Salute. Regime life. One mile.